0: be fun to party with you there TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th Raleigh, North Carolina the improv March 8th and 9th and uh, if you want more details about his dates go to TJMillerDoesNotHaveAWebsite.com and enjoy the show thanks for listening Answering the questions you don't have Conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent ish. This is Cashing In with TJ Miller. Did <laughs> Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy, and our special guest today is T.J. Miller. Hi. Hey, everybody. How are you? Philosophy, advice, wisdom. We're going to change your lives one podcast at a time. We're going to ruin lives every 10th podcast. And
1: we're asking the great questions so that you don't have to answer them. We're answering the great questions so you don't have to ask them. I said great. (laughs) Answering the great questions so
0: you don't have to ask them. Hey, let's kick this off, as we do every week, with the triple banger lightning round. The morning triple banger lightning round. Is it okay
1: to be stoned at a funeral? I think yes, because everybody grieves in their own way.
0: I think it depends if you got stoned with the person that died. You think that's the, yeah, okay. You would value that. If you ate nothing but cotton candy, how soon would you die?
1: I think I think you'd live longer than you'd want to. You know, I think after about six months of eating cotton candy, you wish you'd wish you were dead. And also, what a terrible situation you had to have been in that you're only allowed to eat cotton candy. <laughs> I think
0: you'd uh, lose weight and then uh, turn orange. You think it would be a malnourishment thing? Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Last but not least, I was at a Chinese food restaurant and they didn't bring me chopsticks. Was that racist, T.J. Miller? I don't think it's racist, but I think it definitely
1: assumes something about you. And what do we always say about assume? It makes an as out of as Sue and me. Is is that what they say? Yeah, it makes an ass. It makes an assume out of ass you and me. Yeah, that's the way I heard. You can't assume something without ass
0: you and me. You could try, but you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't really want to. Because everybody
1: goes, uh, what is assuming you? It makes an ass out of you and me. No, it doesn't. The whole word is assume. Ass just needs A-S-S. Really, if you want to make an ass out of someone, all you need is an ah and a s. An Ah, ah-s. (laughs) Ah-s.
0: I think that's the deal. That's right, and that's our triple banger lightning round. Triple banger
1: lightning round.
0: The triple banger. And let's move on to T.J. Miller's Where
1: Were You? Yeah, okay. So this is a section where we ask each other where we've been. And I I was just downstairs at the 7-Eleven buying a, a detour low-sugar protein bar, which uh, producer Matt is, is into power bars right now, right? And uh, so I, I bought one. and uh, But it took forever because the woman in front of me was paying cash, and she she was trying to figure out with the money that she had and the food that she was buying how many scratch tickets were left over that she could get within the change that was coming from her $20 bill. And it was, it was one of those situations where you're frustrated and you wanted the person to go faster, but it was so sad that you kind of wanted to be like, take your time. I'm so sorry that this is what it is on a Tuesday. I'm so (laughs) sorry. So that's where I was. At the Seven Eleven, at the Seven Eleven, I just gave. I came back from Denver also, so I always love going there. I benefited the Gothic Theater in Denver for Englewood Public Schools. So I recently did that. It feels good. We raised about eight thousand dollars for the kids. It does feel good. I took about six grand, and I left to go to Mexico. I <laughs> feel good about that. Yeah, because you know what? If you're making a lot of money for someone and then you only give them part of it, they're still making more money than if you hadn't done the benefits. That's right.
0: And that's, that's that's how I feel. And that's how we sleep at night. That's how we all sleep at night. That's nights. how we try to feel better about the whole thing. That's the way you feel great about yourself. Yeah. Uh, I was in Chicago. Yeah, where were you? Uh, that's actually where you uh, started comedy. Started yeah, comedy. absolutely. Yeah. And so you know a little bit about Chicago. People will bust your balls in Chicago. I'm from California, and I'm, not a, I'm maybe too sensitive. People will bust your balls... Quickly. But what kind of ball? Oh, what do you... Hey... Oh, you faggot, come over here. What are you I don't you think looking anybody at? said that no, to you. Tiny I'm, penis. Say I don't I'm just in my... busting I, your balls. I don't think I mean, anyone said, your said balls. to you. I can't you know, imagine it's... a situation where
1: you were in Chicago and a guy's like, hey, hey, look at you. Hey, faggot, come over here. You got a tiny penis. That sounds like you were in Boys Town and somebody was trying <laughs> to have sex with you. Hey, hey, faggot, come over here.
0: You they like will you bust a tiny your penis, balls, Let quickly. me service it. They will, though. They will. Well, what's an example? What's a real example? That's what I'm saying. There was this guy at the club. I don't want to say where it was, but. He's busting my balls. I like. I just met you yesterday. I don't think where we've reached this point in our relationship. I don't think we've so worked was our way. So a staff member. Yeah, I don't think we've. Uh, you know, let's save these tender nuggets for later in our relationship. Let's it is hold uncomfortable. These back. Yeah,
1: it is uncomfortable. I, I find that uh, the worst place to have somebody kind of do a mock insult to you is in an elevator. If you don't know someone, you kind of get in, and they're like, huh, "Nice dog," and you're like, "What." Now this has to happen for another twelve floors. Just I have to sit in that? I think. I think if somebody. Here's a question for you: If somebody is mean to you, have you ever hit an earlier button to get out of the elevator with someone? Have you ever done that?
0: Yes. Have you really? Yeah. Because I have. Yeah. Well, you just decide you'll walk.
1: I just, somebody yeah. was so, smelled so terrible and they were being so obnoxious on their phone. I was like, I'm going to get out and get the next one. It's got to be a tall building. It was a tall building. I don't think building. you've ever done that what on a three story. I was going to say, what if it was, I couldn't make it to the second floor. I hit the <laughs> stop button. I got out, jumped down the shaft, took the stairs. <laughs>
0: That's how I felt. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got it the ball busting. I think you got to work your way into it. I think you got to know somebody. And even when you know someone, I'm a little too sensitive for it. I did your uh, your roast, the TJ yes. Miller roast, that's which right. was an interesting experience. And I didn't know a lot about roasting. What I found is that the roasting is a lot of people sitting around saying horrible, vicious things to each other, and then you go home and, and uh, sit in the shower and cry afterwards. But that's
1: your, see. That's and, your and, thing. You and, can't and remember, take it personally. You can't it, take it. It's too hurtful. was too
0: hurtful. It was too hurtful. And
1: that's how. That's one of the re- ways you and I are very different, though, because I I relish when people make fun of me because i like making fun of myself you have thick skin i love i love when people say it but i don't think it's thick skin really because i still i get sad about other things you know get sad in elevators that's true <laughs> well and that's mainly the music but i think yeah you can't yeah chicago definitely was sort of a more of a ball busting town denver really kind of isn't denver everyone's saying hi to each other
0: friendlier in denver yeah, yeah. or it's it's more snide remarks we're going to move on. Let's do it to the essential questions of human nature. Ugh, and, one uh, of my favorite. Again, sections. you know, this show is going to uh, change lives uh, yeah. just by learning from the master, T.J. Miller. I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, it's like so great Cash. to have you as a guest for this one show. It's amazing. Thank
1: you, Cash, for um, hosting and, and having me on your show.
0: Yeah, it's it's a real thrill to have you, and I feel like we're going to learn a lot, and the essential question of human nature, and I'm just going to ask you right off the bat, we're going to talk a little bit about drugs today, uh, why are there no heroin success stories? You know, it's never, uh, <laughs> you know, it's never, uh, Bob really, uh, he really turned his life around. You know, he's made friends, his music sounds better, you he's do lose weight, weight. right, yeah, you without, lose weight. Without, you know, heroin, Bob never could have kicked. Cocaine, you know, there's no uh, no heroin success stories. Why is that? You would think
1: statistically that there would be at least one story that you even knew of. It doesn't have to be one of your friends, but I I would think at some point in history somebody would be like, "Yeah, you know, it's weird." Uh, He was doing a lot of coke, and we were all we all thought, you know, boy, this is headed for trouble. But he was much more productive. He got a lot more done. He was sleeping less and working more, and he ended up getting the promotion. And then he kind of kicked cocaine, and now he's fine. It's like you have to quit the drug. Yeah. That, yeah. To be a success. No, no one. And, unless you're a musician where you need the drugs. Well, but even then. Then people say, oh, you use it as a crutch and all this sort of stuff. I think it would be nice if some people said, you know, he really, he wasn't much fun. And then he started drinking more. And then it was a great time. I, I, my friend Kyle Kanane has a joke about why do you have to give interventions to your, your most fun friends? Well, I know your friends. are the most yeah. fun of the ones you always have to do an intervention. I, I, yeah. It's sad.
0: I have a joke about that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's Okay. <laughs> You guys, you it's know, okay. you play separate markets. He's we do it more on the We're urban not do it on the
0: same night. Yeah. He's more of an urban comedian. Yeah. And you're kind of more of your a, friends and family sit you down. We can't stand to see you this way. Yeah. You know? We want you to start drinking again. Yeah. That never happens. I wish that there was,
1: cause heroin does have its perks. I mean, like we said, you lose weight. You, it's a real great stress reliever. You know, if you're stressed out and you smoke or inject heroin. I think he just let it all go, you know. And w- in this modern age, that's invaluable. But people never—they never get behind that. You know, it's always about the addiction, and it's terrible. And you see a baby crawling on the ceiling when you're going through withdrawal, and it's such—it's such a terrible portrait. Meth too gets such a bad rap. You know, they, they Not everybody better. looks like they've been hit in the face with think- a cold sore shovel. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes they just—they're a lot more peppy
0: throughout the day. We need better ad campaigns for heroin and meth. That's really all it is. I mean, right. There's great ad ad campaigns for, for alcohol.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Because alcohol, it's always places like, to say, drink
0: responsibly. Please be responsible. But meth, they just go, forget it. Yeah. And Don't if, do it. That's right. If they had that ad, I think people would be more responsible and you'd have more, you know, just I think weekend be, meth, meth I,
1: I often think about if I had you know a billion dollars, if I was a billionaire, that I wouldn't get a yacht, and I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't really fly privately. I wouldn't do all the things. I wouldn't order expensive champagne, two thousand dollars bottles of champagne. I think I would put advertisements up. All over the United States that just sort of were fun because so much advertising is, I mean, all of it is aimed at getting you to buy stuff. It'd be nice if I had an advertisement that was like broken wagon wheel. You don't need it. Don't buy it. Just keep going about your day. I'll hold on to the wagon wheel. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. Or just something within that. If realm. I saw an ad like that, I wouldn't uh, buy a broken wagon wheel. And I've always, right. and I, it's something I've always aspired to do. And, you know, I think you could really help people that way. You've always aspired to do that. I've buy always a wanted a broken wagon wheel. And now just, just you know, in front of your house, maybe in front of your door to you set a little, use it to put a potted little, plant on. You know, a little mood, a little mood <laughs> pot, you know, a little mood wheel. Little uh, it were, it you know i think of buying a house i think get out get a wheel but, wheel, wheel, what, but else, I would, what else would you i, I put went up there's there? a billboard
1: that's available right next to my house and i was thinking about just putting up on it sort of a picture of me kind of turning over my shoulder and then it just says have a great day <laughs> with like a real dumb look <laughs> on my face have a great day you know and so that's and then maybe a do. number to call and they can call and i'm just like have a great day so i give the sound you, you can hear the soundbite from the from the billboard. The billboards are only a couple thousand dollars a month. Why, you know, on Sunset Boulevard? That how nice would it be over and over? Terrible yeah. movie. Terrible movie. Horrible perfume. Jessica Simpson has new shoes. Buy Jessica Simpson's new shoes. Have a great day. I think I think people would like to see that.
0: Yeah, I, you could help people in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm really now re- hoping you'll get rich. You, yeah, so me I too. Can see the wagon wheel. uh... You know, the, the ride wheel, wheel, build, and have a great yeah. day, one.
1: And then one that's maybe like maybe be nice to somebody that you didn't want to be nice to today. Just some sort of thing like that. Try not to yell it in traffic. You know? Because that's sort of what the Henson guys are doing when they put the you know, pass it on, inspiration, pass it on. They decided to sort of put, you know, good energy, I guess, out there with their messages. But they're a little like Jackie Robinson. Individuality, pass it on. It's like, well, I'm not a great foot er, football player. That's a little I know about history. I'm not a great, I'm not a great baseball player. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not facing serious societal pressures to segregate myself from a certain ethnicity of other players. You know, I'm just a toddler-bodied comedian. That's true. How do you pass yeah. that on? Yeah, you I've know. Always thought that about what would him. be yours if you if you had a Jim Henson thing and it said cash levy? You know, what would it be? What would it be? And then it says, pass it on. What would I want to pass on to the world? No. Have you seen those ads that I'm talking about? I haven't.
0: I've lost you on. How is that possible
1: that you haven't seen any of those ads? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you kidding? Okay, Matt hasn't seen Okay, me. so that's the saddest so. thing, because that means that Jim Henson is spending millions of dollars to put up at... Do you travel at all? Are I do familiar? travel great, travel. But I I know this about you. When you're not on stage, your eyes are closed. <laughs> You've always said that. <laughs> when you're in airports and stuff, you keep your eyes closed. I do. You I put you, a you hood put on. A and I, yeah. I do.
0: I put a hood on. I put sunglasses on. I kind of close myself off from You put horse the blinders on, which I do. is
1: unnecessary, because you already have the hood on. That's true. You don't need the blinders, but you like the way it looks. No, it's not. There's there's an ad campaign, Jim Hansen, and it says, you know, it has a woman that adopted 80 foster kids, and it says her name, Ruth Wilkie, or whatever, and then underneath it'll say, you know, uh, caring, pass it on. So that's what it'll say, just like that. Jackie Robinson, courage, pass it on. You haven't seen any of that? Oh, I see. People have seen it everywhere. It's obviously not working. I think part of the reason is because they're not great ads. They're not great ads. Instead of sort of championing the causes of people that have done great things and saying, pass it on, why not try and sort of just say, Hey, you know, don't
0: hit anyone. Pass it on. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking Rules to live by. Yeah. This one for me it would be don't don't litter. That would be it.
1: (laughs) It would say cash cash levy. In ten years, how many times have you littered, do you
0: think? I, I I don't think I've littered. You don't litter okay. it, it, on purpose. has fly out the window. Okay, so that's what'll we'll do. It's Things your face. Out. It's Cash don't Levy. It on purpose, it's Cash it
1: Levy, and underneath it says hasn't hasn't littered on purpose in over two decades,
0: and then it says D- don't litter. Pass it on. Yeah, I was on the beach the other day. I saw someone throw down a cigarette, but in the right in the water. I I don't get how that's not how's that okay. It's lazy. It's a lazy thing. I yeah. find
1: that a lot. I find that people that litter, that's laziness. Just like I, I had a good friend that told me one time, I think this is true. If you're tired of having your clothing all over your room, it's because you're lazy. It's because when you get home, you just throw off your shirt. Are you really? Are you a steel worker who's got to quickly get ready for your second job? Or Are you just kind of a
0: douchey guy who gets home and throws his shirt on the ground? No, I think it's laziness. beyond lazy, though. I think well, it's beyond lazy. I, 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 we talked about this yesterday. I, I, I broke up with a girl because she threw her gum out the window. That's true. That's <laughs> Which bad, I can't believe. That's like, no, but that's, that's tell that story. You've got to tell that story. She now. just they, sure She was. We were driving. She threw her gum out the window. That was the final straw. We broke up later that day. It's just the whole day. We've gone out for about three or four months. And that was the, the I mean, what are you going to, how are you going to get over that? That's, doesn't that reflect something? Are you it doesn't really going to really end up with someone of throwing their gum out the window? Is my thing the gum is biodegradable? No. Yeah. No. Sure. No, it's not. Yes, it You're, is. That's scowling Even right Matt's now. He's gonna going to look it up. He's going to look it up. I think I, I am a person who that would, would be throw your gum. On. I
1: would throw gum or I'd throw a banana peel.
0: I'll <laughs> throw gum that is, on the ground. Gum is biodegradable. Pass it on. Yeah, that would be mine. It's, it's fine not bi- to throw
1: gum. I would love to have our billboards right next to each other. Don't litter on purpose and then over here me. It's like
0: gum's fine. It's biodegradable. Gum is so not biodegradable. I think in the end, you see there's thousands of little pieces of gum all over the cement. Right. And when human, beings no, longer, when human beings no longer exist, I think there's going to be so much gum on the earth. That there's going to be a big rainstorm and then a wind's going to blow and the world will just become a giant bubble. <laughs> It'll just blow a bubble into the universe. It will because that's all that'll be left is gum. I think that
1: it's definitely biodegradable. Is it Matt? Do we find out? It's not, not Matt. Yeah. Is it or no. No? It's not? It's not biodegradable. I want to apologize to America and the Earth because I've thrown over fifty thousand pieces of gum out of the window of my speeding car in the last two weeks. Because I love the taste of spearmint. I want it in my mouth all the time. I do. Have you had that Stride gum? It is strides above. I don't think that's an expression. It is heads and tails above. That's not it either. It is leagues under the sea. Above. It's delicious gum. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. I'm going to move us along and just uh, ask you, TJ, are there places where, what are the best places to be stoned, worst places to be stoned? Well, You're a good guy to ask about this. Being, being stoned or being kind of drunk? uh
1: can be beneficial or it can a lot of it is 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 where you're at with that if you're too stoned nowhere is a good place to be i don't think not even in your own room
0: that happened at my fourth of july party that's right we so were there Sam- together
1: and you ate some marijuana a buddy bar it's called and i had a i had a, almost a full one and you took what'd you take a half you took a half a
0: one whatever i took it was i i lost my mind and what was your what was your feeling at your own party. Well, I thought that Cause you uh, threw the party. It was a I actually, lovely party. I was, I, it was a good party until that moment. All of a sudden, I I thought that the uh, I thought we were being attacked. Really? Yeah. Uh, I thought the fireworks were were some type of attack from outside the United States. Did you?
1: You also? But you did. You felt like your tell tell the whole story. Your thought that you your sisters what family member th- knew you were stone and she was a doctor. Tell me. Right, yeah. Story. Her,
0: my, my wife's family was in town and there were kids in the, There were kids there and we went out and played volleyball and TJ showed up and gave me this. And I just thought, no big deal. And that's the problem with a You don't know how much is in there. And, uh, it just got more weird and you know stranger and stranger. And then I made this announcement because we we're all going to ride our bikes That's towards right. the fireworks. <laughs> and I thought like I made like a horrible announcement because I just started yelling. Right. And it's like, OK, here's what we're going to do. Everyone's going to get on the bikes. We're going to proceed down the waterfront towards the fireworks. And then TJ turned to me like a minute after I made the speech. He's like, we got to go.
1: I also, and I thought it was because my speech
0: w- was so bad, or in such high whispered tone.
1: <laughs> okay, we gotta go. Everybody, get in the little wagon.
0: <laughs> and I was sure that my <laughs> my my uh, my sister in law's kids, who are, I'm sure they knew that I was like, I thought it showed, like you could see it, how wasted I was, and. Then I was about to cry, and I thought I thought people <laughs> we were turning against me, and there was some kind of uh, you did. See, revolt I, happening at my party because a lot of people didn't want to go down the waterfront. Everyone bailed all of a sudden, and there was only like five of us left. Well, but I had we had to leave because
1: the girl that I was with I also had eaten some of the chocolate, and actually said to me at one point she was shaking a little bit, and she's like, "I have to be out of here. We have to go home." So then I turned, and you had just finished. I remember the last thing I heard you say was, "All right, so let's head down to the fireworks." And then I turned, and I was like, "Oh no, he." just told everybody we've got to go and now I have to walk up to him and I knew how stoned you were and I was like so I just got to gently tell him we have to leave so I came over and go hey we got to go Janet's really stoned we had a great time but we got to get out of here and all you heard was We're leaving because your speech was terrible, (laughs) right? Because you thought, you thought, because you came up to me right before we left. You go, did I do the speech at the wrong time? Why is everybody leaving?
0: And that's just having a great party. And I, I couldn't decide when we should all proceed down to the fireworks. It was a great party. And all of a sudden I felt like I chose the wrong moment to break the party
1: up. Well, that's, and that is the danger of being too stoned. And actually I want to ask you this question, which is when you're too stoned, it's the opposite of being too drunk, too drunk. You're too confident, too obnoxious. Too forthcoming, too forthright, to whatever other words start with forth and mean yeah. that you're going at fortnight. You're, yeah. you're too many fortnights. Before you can cross the, you're river. way too forefathers it's for, too far- for drinking. You got way yeah. many too many yeah. forefathers, but the, and then w- w- when you smoke mur- too much marijuana, then it becomes you're too insecure. You're, you believe that everybody is wanting you to leave. Everybody hates you. They want you to go. So I think my question to you is: Which is worse, being too drunk in a situation or being too stoned? In a social situation, it's better to be too drunk. Let's even say at a funeral. Is it better to be too drunk? Let's, let's take it to a happy place. Too drunk or too stoned at a funeral?
0: Well, I, I think to be yeah, it's it's better to be too drunk at a funeral. I think so because yeah. then, and also the problem with
1: that is I got the right more, answer, Matt. It's more socially acceptable <laughs> to be. It's more socially acceptable to be, um, you know, drunk. If you're if you're going through a tragedy, yeah. it's been in People movies. everybody, yeah, oh, well, right. he's drunk. It's like but if you're too stoned at a funeral and you're like, even the deceased wants me out of here. He he wouldn't have wanted me at the funeral. He didn't. Yeah. We were never we never got along well. Yeah, he's looking at a, he's looking down from heaven, saying, why why did TJ show up? Why is he here? Yeah, we weren't even that close.
0: Well, here's another time I think getting stoned is. I was stoned, and I don't I don't get I don't smoke pot a lot, but I got stoned at my. Uh, college graduation and that was a mistake because I I think you don't want to have big big giant moments and be stung because you're like I wonder what this would be like in real life like without this you know without this circumstance affecting me that's true
1: too I I once this is before I smoked a lot of marijuana but I, I smoked some marijuana when I first got into when I first got to Los Angeles and I was sort of breaking up off and on. I had an off and on again relationship with my girlfriend in New York City and I got really high, I don't know why, and went in to my therapist. So I don't know if you've ever been to therapy stoned, but it was a terrible idea because I wasn't too stoned. I was just stoned enough to just feel like everything the therapist said was a revelation. And then as soon as I got out of there, I called and I broke up with my girlfriend and I felt terrible about that because I wasn't, you should never make decisions when you're under the influence no just in general that's a bad idea i feel like but I, i it's also your tolerance because if you're buzzed from drinking or you're a little bit high that's okay you can do that almost anywhere
0: you know which one is better when you're alone being too high or too drunk yeah
1: I think too high is better. To, it's better to be alone. Too drunk when you're alone invariably gets to sort of crying and feeling like you made all these bad decisions and you, you punch the mirror because you look at your own visage <laughs> just and it. you're like, fuck you, you <laughs> piece of shit. You know what you did. And then you hit it and your hand's bleeding and the ceiling fan is going round and round. You've collapsed near your bed and you're in Vietnam. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Or what I like to call September 5th. <laughs> 1997. I thought you were going to say the, the period, a time that was when Vietnam was happening. But no, it was in the late 90s. Yeah, for me it was. It was late 90s, post-MC Hammer's
0: fall. <laughs> we've we've talked a little bit about drugs. We're going to move on to, uh, uh, to what hurts. What hurts? What hurts, T.J. Miller? You know, my back. My back and my left
1: ankle have been hurting a little bit lately. And... Uh, my lady friend said that uh, she thinks I might have mild scoliosis, which I think everybody does. Was my
0: response. We all we we all have imperfect backs. All of us do. Whoever yeah. has a perfect back. And we were talking about this yesterday. We're outliving our body parts. We, humans, yeah. we're meant to live like 50 years. Right? We have new hips because our less than that hips are meant to even, live 30 years. 30 30 some years. We have to replace our hips because they're they don't. They don't live that long.
1: And how great is it that we now live in a time when we are we do have the technology to be able to re- replace body parts because merely fifty years ago, you'd be in your seventies and you know my mother had her knee replaced, she's getting her other knee replaced. Fifty or sixty years ago, seventy years ago, she would have been in a wheelchair. But now she's just walking around yelling at people for leaving out almonds on the kitchen island. Instead of wheeling around wondering what happened...
0: Okay, we're going to put these almonds away, and we're going to move it down towards the fireworks. Cash, i got to (laughs) go. We're going to move on to practical living in the modern age. This is one of my favorite sections, because here's where we kind of advise people as to better ways to live their lives, and I've got some ones that I'm quite proud of, and I think I'd like to share it uh, with the people that listen to this podcast. Please do. I
1: always look to you for for that Um, sort of practical. Yeah, yeah.
0: and the first one we'll do uh, today is, uh, when I check into a hotel, mm-hmm. uh, I have a little secret for getting a good room. I do this every week, yeah. uh, wherever I'm traveling. I always tell the person at the front desk that uh, it's my honeymoon. My wife's coming in uh, to town. And could you set me up with a room that might make me look like a good guy? Right. Uh, it works, uh, whether it's a guy or a girl at the front desk, they want to make you look like a good guy. They do. But here's uh, my question mm-hmm. what happens when your wife doesn't show up? Cause you're doing this on the road sometimes. It's funny. People ask that. Um, they don't notice. I mean, they're not going to keep tabs on when she showed up. Sometimes we'll even walk down like my wife's loving the room. In fact, she won't leave the room. Ah, if you know perfect. what I'm talking about yeah, which is funny cuz
1: you're not in the room so you're dying. <laughs> she keeps fucking in the room. I'm not in there but if
0: you won't leave if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> She's been up there turning tricks for 2 hours. Yeah, so it works every every single time. Now if you don't want to go that far, just say I'm surprising my wife by giving her a plane ticket and flying her in this weekend. Could you give me a room that might make me look like I really care and I'm really a good person? I think that's I mean, a it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. You're going to get a good room. You're going to uh, get a suite almost every time. I haven't, I've never done that. I'm going to start doing it. The only thing that I've done, I feel a little
1: bad about this, but one time the Wi Fi wasn't working in my room. And I came back and I said, Do you have a, a room that's closer to. The wireless internet. And they said, no, not really. And you could feel that they did, but the guy just kind of didn't want to do it. Because you don't say not really. You just say no. not." Do you have a closer room? Not really. I mean, I, I do, but not totally. It's closer. Sort of closer. That's exactly what I just asked you. Right, not really, though. <laughs> so I just said this. I go, well, I just, yeah, I just, I'm... Um, you know, I'm Skyping with my niece and she's very sick. And so, uh, I, so you, you know, I would the hate to have that. Yeah, card. so I pull that. So then, then he switched me to the room and I Skyped with my niece and she was fine. She ended up being fine, and I think in part because the Wi-Fi signal was so strong.
0: Okay, two things. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> what we're going to do is evaluate what you did. Here's what we're going to do. It, don't you feel like you jinxed me I lie a lot. Uh, And that's what a lot of the practical living in a modern age is going to be about on our podcast. I do lie a lot to strangers. To my friends, I'm very honest. I'm a very loyal person. But I lie a lot to strangers. Um, Now, I start to believe my lie after I've told it. Does that work that way? I was trying to get a a better flight recently, and I said it was uh, my anniversary with my wife, and I needed to get home. And she was pregnant and might deliver my child. That's a lot all at once. lot all at once, because you're tripling up there. You got yep. the anniversary, yep. the wife's pregnant, and she might deliver. A I bit. really threw down, but it was mainly the child. She's 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 giving birth. She's with child. Yeah, she's with child. She might give birth. I got to get home, which means she, she would put soon me on, be on a, without child. She put me on a flight, and then she didn't congratulate me, and I was upset for the rest of the day because she didn't you know, congratulate me for my you know for my wife's birth. Giving uh, birth. Oh, so you were mad that the ticketing agent wasn't like, congratulations yeah, on this birthday. I was birthday mad she did say the- congratulations.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. You start to believe you're <laughs> I think that's crazy. No, I don't. I, you know, I, I, I try not to lie as much as you do in day to day life. I think, but yeah, I've been in a situation where I'm in a pinch and I sort of have to say, but I don't. I don't think I actually start believing it. I thought you were going to go the route, and I like this that you go home and you give your wife an anniversary present and celebrate the anniversary, and she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you're like, "You better have that baby today." <laughs> Got me on the plane, girl. Get me on a plane. Straight to you.
0: Better get that baby out. But She's like, I'm not even pregnant. I'm not even even
1: hardly pregnant
0: at all. Not not, really. I'm not really pregnant. (laughs) You don't go with a negative lie, though, and that's what you did. Because then you karmically affect that person. Were you worried that your, uh, your niece would get sick?
1: No. Nothing that we say has any bearing on... That is always the craziest thing to me. When somebody goes... I do this a lot actually to my girlfriend to tease her. I go, uh, I, before I get on planes, I go, Hey, I love you so much and if I die I just want you to know I've had a great I've had a great run of it with you. It's been a lot of fun. I want you to move on. I want you to be able to move on. Not immediately. Take five or six <laughs> years to grieve, but then move on. And she'll always say, Why did you do that? What if what if you actually did die? Then how would you feel? Nothing. I would be dead. <laughs> And also, nobody says all this superstitious stuff. I don't want to talk about this because I'm going to jinx me getting this part in this movie. A lot of actors will say that. What the fuck is that about? How crazy are you that you believe? How, how without control, and this is just, and I'm not going to get deep into this because it drives me insane. How sad is the life of an actor that they have so little control within their own destiny? its up to producers and casting directors and what scripts are going on and stuff they have so little control that they actually when they're talking to their friends like please I-, I can't talk about this right now because it might affect whether or not i get the part no it doesn't have anything to do with it you're a but, pawn in a chess game but they're
0: super they're just being superstitious that's superstitious but that's dumb
1: superstition is ridiculous you think
0: superstition's dumb i think it's ridiculous
1: that's insanity It's all based on, you know, people that don't want to open umbrellas inside, as they used to tell servants not to do that because they had parts that would fly off. Also, uh, the reason they say breaking a mirror, seven years, bad luck. Do you know why? Because mirrors used to be very expensive and they would tell the servants that so that because it would take seven years for them to pay back to buy a mirror when mirrors first because think about when mirrors first Became popular. Think how crazy that must have been. When cocaine first, I mean that's yeah. part of it too. Yeah, for sure. What came first, the cocaine or the mirrors? I think the popularity of mirrors increased dramatically with, with cocaine. The, with the cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we have that to think. But imagine when you first, when you first saw a mirror because before mirrors you could only see your reflection maybe in glass and a and water. Mirror. Yeah, and water and in water and water makes you look fat
0: and I mean, we all know that you water look, you look at your reflection of you water it's not large. flattering yeah. Right, exactly yeah you've got ripples and where your neck is so people weren't so vain back when they were just looking themselves in water that's right because they used to say fact, so like by then you had neck. no idea how you looked, you, you would just see yourself as a reflection in someone's eyes or in water or in an animal's eyes. And in that case, you'd probably be running you'd be, or you'd be about to die. Right. Exactly. <laughs> then you'd be looking directly into the fear of death, fear of God. Um, yeah. So I, I, I that's, that's always no, crazy. But, uh, what I'm saying is that superstition is an acknowledgement by humanity that uh, luck is a big factor in what happens with our lives. And that's all it but is. You're doing it the
1: wrong way. Why are you spending energy and time being superstitious about stuff that doesn't have
0: anything to do with luck that superstition actually confidence, is not... confidence may help your your results I disagree. and if it gives you confidence no, then it works
1: absolutely not
0: some of the most success, successful people of all time have been very uh, superstitious very i thought you were about to say very confident very some sweet. of the most successful people of all time have been very confident thank little you little cash, successful cash levy and <laughs> as, news and as we close out the show the most successful people of all time have been very successful <laughs>
1: i've been very confident and successful no i think that you know superstition is just you're wasting time just like people that are scared of flying that's insane to me it is so much more dangerous driving every day you drive and you're a a thousand times more likely to die who do you know that's ever known anyone who's been in a plane crash how many people do you know within your close circle that have been in car crashes a ton i have five or six people that have been in car crashes several of which have been very very dangerous and have led to injuries so it's it's a waste of time to be superstitious. Americans fear the wrong things. If, we'll talk if about airplanes,
0: it Okay, we'll talk more about it later. I'll just finish with this. If airplanes had windows, would people throw gum out those windows? Yes. I agree. Because it's biodegradable in the air. Practical living in the modern age. That was that segment. Uh, Actually, you, oh, good you. about it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. We're, we're going to move on to tiny opinions. That's exciting. You mm-hmm. gonna, you know, and we're going to get off topic. We're always going to get off topic. Of course we are. First we're, tiny up. opinion I'm very frustrated with. Cash Levy thinks it's stupid to wash your car. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's sort of a, a. It's like Sisyphus, you know, pushing a rock up a hill for eternity, and then it rolls back down, and you push it back up again. That's what. First of all, that. It's it's a losing proposition on that level. It also is very vain, I think, to care what your car looks. Is that some type of reflection of who you are and how organized you are? I think that's just because you are lazy and you don't
1: like to wash your car. Do you make your bed? Not very often. Does, I don't see what Does why, your
0: wife make your bed? Sometimes. 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 But you also think why would you make a bed? No, this is a different thing. The bed isn't outside. I don't know where you're living. The bed is inside. I'm living on a patio. Outside, the the elements are going to make your car dirty within two to three days after It's just a waste of water, and it's a waste of attention and energy. I think it's dumber than superstitions.
1: I, I think, In fact, I, I think I, I it's disagree a superstition. Completely. I did disagree completely. How does it affect how the car drives? It does affect how the car drives, but it's about wanting to not have just dirt all over your car and, and I mean, and the other thing I was going to ask you, but you don't care, is when somebody writes "wash me," that isn't that doesn't make you feel bad at all. That someone can write on your car. How often does that happen? Come on, constantly. That's happened like once. whenever. Whenever I leave my car, people draw dicks <laughs> on. on there. <laughs> where they do draw, you live? They draw. You know what somebody drew? You live, a lot you know of artists drew? live near you. Where know what you somebody live? drew? They drew a dick. I live in an art collective, uh, and <laughs> yeah. we all sleep on a patio. Now, listen to me. There, somebody drew a penis. That was They were shooting small cum pellets. We all know what that looks like. <laughs> Under your windshield? Like. No, no. It went, the cum pellets ended on a wash me, also by the same artist. So in a way... The, Are you sure it was the same in artist? In a way, I mean, yeah. It felt like the same strokes, same finger strokes. Mm-hmm. I will say, it basically that was, somebody was able, because I didn't wash my car, to put a dick coming the words
0: wash me on my car. Uh-huh wash your car i've seen your car i don't know that that wouldn't have been an improvement how could you say that i i think that having some artwork on your car i mean you're the guy that wants to put up billboards just to a say- dick
1: but then what happens when you're driving and a car stops behind you full of a family and the ch- the, the little daughter in the front row of the car because I, I consider those rows there's really two rows to a car mm-hmm. sometimes three mm-hmm. sometimes front row car front row wheels, center, usually front rows. row front row right okay She's, she turns to her father or her mother or her sort of weird foster parent, you know, who's maybe a little inappropriate when he puts his arm around her. But other than that, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You drew a lot says, out of this. Yeah. And she says, hey, what is that on that man's car that's writing the words, wash me? And then the, then he has to have the conversation because you... Don't care about cleaning your car. No, now, he's got to explain not only that that is a penis, the male organ, and <laughs> it is involved in <laughs> sexual intercourse, but also that, no, penises cannot come words. So he's got to have that conversation. This Because then really- she's thinking, well, I don't want to have sex with a guy because when he pulls out and he ejaculates, he's going to write something on me. Maybe
0: <laughs> prude. So this is a traumatic... You know, I wonder why you didn't, when you saw that uh, artwork, why you didn't just... Uh, or you know sort just wash it wash it off wash right. it. just wash that part so you're up for washing parts look you're a guy that wants to buy billboards for $2000 that say have a nice day why don't in the dirt on your car you just write have a nice day i think because that's it's tacky it's, I mean, you I think think you're it's not really saying have a nice how, day i think it's to vain people. to care how your car looks so, i, don't I mean, think it's vain because some NASCAR people drivers don't stop in the middle of a nascar race and clean their cars that is completely different. There's the best it's drivers It's nothing to do world. with anything. I mean, you're right, and also pl-
1: pilots don't get out and, and clean their planes. You're right about that. Exactly. It's not a vain thing. I'm not walking around going, "Oh, I don't want anybody to think my car is dirty." I just like having a clean car. But makes... it's a
0: losing proposition. It keeps getting dirty. No, I've so seen is the... everything. Why are you waking up? In the Let morning, me ask you
1: this: building a life, a career, and a family, knowing that you're all going to die. I don't. I didn't want. I didn't want
0: to have to play hardball like this. But I've seen your apartment, and it's not totally always uh, kept in the cleanest condition. That is true, but it will be the next time you see it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying that why would you worry more about the outside of your car, which gets rained on and dirt and everything else, and not so much the inside of your apartment? Because somebody else can wash your car for you, but it's
1: very difficult to get somebody to clean and organize your apartment. Mm -hmm. That's the reason. Mm -hmm. And by getting your car washed, you're promoting economic stimulation by paying people, mostly illegal aliens. who aren't paying taxes and some machine robots (laughs) to clean your car. (laughs) Instead, what are you doing? You're squirreling that money away to spend on on new mirrors from the ones that you broke and umbrellas that don't open indoors and all that sort of stuff.
0: It's ridiculous. All right. Well, I think I won this one. I know Uh.
1: you can't do that. I can't. (laughs)
0: It's amazing. (laughs) One more. That's a real cash levy thing, by the way. It's
1: just the end of a discussion where clearly I was. In fact, I was about to say just then I was about to say, let's just agree to disagree. But before I could, you go, well, I believe that I've won that one. Okay, everyone get into the car. (laughs) By the way, that's your voice for everybody else except for you, not just women.
0: Yeah that's your voice when you're
1: when you're talking about you in the third person.
0: Well, I look, TJ, I have acting limitations. There's no doubt. Like if you you're a good actor, you're a fantastic. I've seen you in a lot I'm of a good actors. I've seen you a lot of different I'm movies. A good, you're a very good actor. I'm on the other hand, uh I'll go to an audition and when they basically the first take that they see that's what they're going to get for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can say, "Give it more energy or could you do this or that?" No, actually I can't. What you just saw is exactly what you'll be getting for the rest of eternity. That's the range that I have. I just showed you. Right. There's no adjustments possible. So if you heard even any voice out of me, like, hey, moving down the waterfront," that's... That's all you're going to get. Can we just back up and enjoy that that guy that you just made an
1: example of, the thing that he had to say was, moving down the waterfront. <laughs> what In what situation does anyone ever say, hey, moving down the waterfront? <laughs> just never. <laughs> Only if you're walking down the waterfront and somebody says, True. hey, I could tell you're walking, but what else are you doing down the waterfront? And you all go, right. hey, moving, moving
0: <laughs> down the waterfront. I'm able to tap into some obscure characters. I believe that. Yeah. Um, one last tiny uh, opinion, and this mm-hmm. is just something I want to discuss with you. And and these are, are
1: always you. tiny opinions on huge.
0: I was very things. upset. My friend uh, is walking a, a marathon for cancer. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Uh, By the way, walking, walking, walking marathon. Walking a marathon. So, even for starting there, they're not even running. So I gave her some some money. Uh, How much? Good cause. I think I gave her a hundred dollars. That's good. That's uh, a good cause. Found out afterwards, uh, it was a half marathon. Unbelievable. Now, I paid you to walk 26 miles. exactly not, right. Not 13, first of so all. So do you think you should get $50 I think product? I should get half my money back. <laughs> Why don't you come to my 100th birthday party when I turn 50? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, uh, you know... uh
1: just such a funny, for I, whatever I was very reason, upset. even if that's not a good analogy, it so clearly proves your point. You know what? Why don't you come to my 100th birthday party when I'm 50, you
0: fucking asshole? I give want, me my $50 I want back. my wedding presents back. You're probably just living with I, them. I really... Probably just, you're probably not even married. You're just living with them. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I'm very upset about it. Do you think that's right? I really wanted... It's an awkward situation to go back and say, give me my $50 back, but I think it definitely deserves a... So... Uh, I said something. So I got, went, It was like did. a Seinfeld episode. You did ago. say something. Yeah, I did. I go. It's, she goes. Same thing. It's the same thing. I'm like no, it be the same thing if you did it on one leg. Right. Exactly. She told her to do that. Did you get your money back? Uh, no. She she was she thought I was joking. That was what was interesting. She really did think I'm. But I'm here's that big of a really, jerk. I guess. Here's the really tough thing: but, is in their mind, you're just giving the money for a good
1: cause. But in your mind, you're paying a girl to walk. You're really paying her to distance. walk a farther certain farther than I distance. can walk. Right. Exactly. Farther than I can walk. Because you can't do it yourself. Often, I just donated a hundred dollars. In fact, to a um, a cause for sort of abused animals, and it was sort of an animal charity. Mm-hmm. They and don't make the animals walk, though. No, they don't make the animals yeah. walk because a lot of them can't. You know, some of them just crawl. Yeah, turtles. Yeah, uh, turtle. Uh, That's it. That's all we can think. Rehabilitation. Of. Did you see, program? us just both try and think of a second animal. We're like turtle. turtles,
0: and. Turtles. I, a, I was thinking wombat, and I didn't think that a would, wombat. Yeah, I think flies. I don't yeah, even I don't know, if that, know what the wombat what is, is a wombat. I don't know what it is. It wasn't going to work. So I, 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 I,
1: I think that's a good t-shirt. What is a wombat?
0: I almost just yelled
1: out wombat
0: <laughs> down the front,
1: <laughs> down the waterfront, towards the water. down the wombat front, <laughs> moving down the wombat front. A wombat. Matt has just shown me. It looks like a sort of a baby. It's a, our Australian marsupial. They're short-laid muscular quadrupeds, approximately one meter in length. And if you pay it to be one meter, it better not be half a meter. If it's cash, it's paying. Um, so I don't even know if they can fly or what the deal well,
0: is. Well, to them. kill them, you got to club them. Is that true? You, no, I just use that on every podcast. I do. <laughs> I did that last. Uh, I like, never, mermaids, I, I gotta say, I don't think there's anything that you can't kill by clubbing it. Yeah. Clubbing I just, is. I just, just think the
1: idea of, of clubbing, clubbing is a
0: universal way. The, the of idea of having to club an animal is so barbaric. Eh? That's you got to club them. got to club them. In any event, uh, this, these these cancer walks, and we were talking about this last night. It, it's almost like why don't I pay you? I mean, why are we wasting money on running shoes? Uh, you know, why don't we just uh, give you that same money, and maybe you can buy microscopes? You know, I'm starting to think all this walking around is causing cancer. Yeah, did you think? I, I mean, I I think mean it's possible that cancer. It, walks is, are it is weird contributing to the cancer problem.
1: It is weird that there are so many walks and marathons. Why is walking the thing? Why not free? Like we're going to do. Car, I get car washes. I get bake sales, except for coffee cake, and I get, I get all that stuff. But I, I don't understand why everybody. I'm running a marathon. Run for run run for this. Run it's for very that. Arbitrary. the march of dimes. Everybody's marching yeah. places. Yeah, I think and it must. It must come from you know they would throw marches and parades when they were trying to to get behind some sort of cause. You know, like a riot. But it's the arbitrary. There's other. It is ones. arbitrary. There's like bowling for irritable bowel syndrome. They sh- that is that's the thing I could get behind. Bowling for IBS. There's a circle jerk for cystic fibrosis. That's not a real thing. It's a half circle. <laughs> I'm only paying half. <laughs> and you better, you better ejaculate fully. <laughs> if, I, if I'm paying you to do a circle jerk for cystic
0: fibrosis... It's actually on a dirty car outside the uh, bowling alley. <laughs> That's what it where is. Where people draw on it. Yeah, They draw, yeah. We're going to move on to our uh, questions. Uh, this is actually not the question section. It's, it's titled Maskers. And uh, where this came from, it was asked the Master which is a right. TJ ask.
1: Well, it's ask the masters, which is the two of us. And so we, of course made that maskers. Yeah. Cause it makes a lot of sense. Well, it's the wrong t- order. We found out cause yeah. it's, that's master asking is maskers. So it really should be asters, mm-hmm. but that doesn't sound as good.
0: So we went with maskers. That's right. And people, people, uh, Tweet us uh, their most philosophical questions, advice, and we like uh, real questions. We're real questions. Ir- it's not about being funny. It's ask us a real question, yeah, and, and we we'll want to help people. And we'll give you a serious answer and try to help you uh, improve your life because we're we're really uh, we're really smart like that. So
1: on my Twitter, which is at not tj miller, you can always ask with a cash with a hashtag a
0: hashtag. <laughs> uh, the hashtag is cashing in with TJ. And our first one is from. Uh, a fellow named uh, or a person named at bar at b a r r r yeah and uh, thank you for uh, sending this question any tips on avoiding uh, blacking out while drinking um and this one you know really i think tj probably has a good you got to have and, the
1: it's the water it is the glass of water and, and that's the by ultimate by the way trip. it says
0: it says uh, i just want to remember the party and not get arrested mm-hmm. well both those things are important aspects of a successful evening uh, so that's that's to avoid blacking out while drinking. I was thinking, and I'm not. As, I'll defer to you on this, but driving near a police station keeps you sharp. It does doesn't it? It yeah. keeps you very sharp. Partying in and around law
1: enforcement. Yeah, if you keep it close. I feel like it's the water. You know, I, I even I have trouble doing it, but it's a glass of water in between every drink that totally changes the experience of drinking. If you drink a glass of water. In between beers, and it's so hard to not get a second beer, but to get a glass of water. You can even chug the water at the bar, but as long as you're drinking one glass of water for every drink that you're drinking, you're not going to really be hungover. You're probably not going to black out unless you're tenacious about alcoholism. The thing
0: is, if you are, if you are a determined alcoholic, the thing is TJ, you are the most accomplished drinker I've ever met. I'm a I mean, successful so alcoholic. You are. You're, you're so but not really an you're, you're really like you really can maintain. You're a guy that seems to never have to sleep. Even well, I have you, to sleep. You now never more. seem to have to eat. I sleep more. You're now. like a android or something. I've never seen anything like it. You first can of all, drink don't as as ever call me a robot.
1: First off, that is straight up. You know how I feel about robots, so that's the first <laughs> right, thing. Right, that's true. Second, cross the line. Second thing. You cross, don't cross the Android line. You understand? And then I suddenly become a robot. I'm tired of it. Oh, no, it has come out. Now I am in trouble. I've got to be moving down the waterfront. But I I feel like I, uh, I think the difference between a functioning alcoholic and a non-functioning alcoholic is shaving. I've always said that. I've said it time and time again. If you are shaving every morning as a guy or as a girl, shaving your armpits and your legs. You're a functioning alcoholic because you got to be able to shave and present yourself during the day. If you can't do that, then you're in trouble. And I think part of that is, is, is having the determination that if you are going to abuse substances, that you drink water in between each drink and that you shave
0: every morning. Okay. So that's our first, uh, that's good advice. Thank you, TJ. And you really are asking the master, uh, on this one. You're masking. uh, Yeah. Yeah
1: absolutely which We're, obviously we don't mean in the traditional sense of the word we mean it in the new sense of the word of asking the master i'm asking so
0: <clears throat> this is a good one this is from uh if at if i spin fast uh pretty much well if ifl if will spin fast i think that's an i That's a yeah. capital
1: i if i spin fast Okay. Capital I's look a lot like lowercase L's, and I think you probably encountered that yeah. starting around third grade. So I'm going to yeah. tell you now that, that that holds
0: true for eternity, as, as as Cash Levy would say. We're about 45 minutes into the podcast, and uh, <laughs> the floodgates have opened. Uh, the anger. Part of hang, handling your liquor is not just shaving. It's slashing out at your... <laughs> I am not drunk right now. I mean,
1: I'm not drunk or high right now. All I am is just doped up on protein bars
0: and and your voice. This one. If I spin fast wants to know, how should I tell my parents I'm bisexual? First off, I had a few thoughts. It's pronounced bisexual because that's an L, not an I. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I have two thoughts. Two thoughts. Uh, tell your parents you're bisexual. Uh, you could hit on your aunt and uncle. <laughs> that's at the same time. Uh, yeah, at the same time. just mm-hmm. to. Or you might think maybe they already know. You think they see? I think I think parents can tell when you're gay, but they don't know if you're bisexual. I, I think we're all bisexual, so I don't
1: think you have to tell. Oh, see, now this is where we're gonna go with this. So you do. You're one of the people that says we all fall on the spectrum of bisexual.
0: Yeah, I think we all have a percentage, unless this person is exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, we're not all. Of course, we're not 50-50. We might be 60-40, 70-30. Have whatever. you a French kissed a man? I haven't. But would I would you ever? I'm, look, people go to. Did I just ask you. Questions. I haven't. Would you ever? I'm not. I haven't. No, I wouldn't. So but, you're not bisexual. No, let me. No, if I was, I'm sure I would. If I was in prison or on an island for over ten years, over ten years, that means you're capable. Of it. I like nine years in. The guy's being like, "Come on, buddy,
1: <laughs> what are you waiting for?" It's no, just but, the two of us, and you're like, you know what? Give it another year. Are, are all these people in prison bisexual? No, but that's that's a different thing. That's that's homo- that, 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 that's actually homosexuality. Just by don't force you think most people have a percentage? I don't know that I do. I really don't i don't i don't know that i can i could ever really get behind the you know, and I've sucked a few dicks in my day atlantic city nineteen ninety seven you remember the year was that september fifth <laughs> september fifth nineteen ninety seven yeah yeah, it's weird I know that date yeah well. This has sort of gotten into a territory uh, where we talked about the time. That should, you and I. should they tell? see, yeah, we should move on. Let, let's be serious. It's I a very think, serious question. I think to tell your parents who are bisexual. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know that you need to. I don't right. know if I was just going to gonna say it. Why tell them? Bisexuality is not really something that you need to be out about. Yeah, I don't think so. You can keep that in the closet. It's got your bases covered.
0: You just have to keep part of yourself in the closet. Yeah. Just half yourself. Just half yourself. There's other things you haven't told your parents. Just keep half yourself in the closet. That's right. There's probably other things you haven't told your parents. You haven't told your parents every single thing about your life. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Right, yeah. I never told my... You know, I, you don't, you don't go to your parents when you
1: start masturbating and say, Hey, I'm sexually active in terms of masturbation. You leave that, you know, you leave that alone. You wait until your mother walks in on you in your robe and you quickly try and cover yourself up, but your robe is stuck too far underneath of your bottom to reach and totally cover your penis. And so you're just sort of holding the two flaps as close together as you can. Then your mom comes in, sits down has a conversation with you across from your desk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That brings back memories for me. Of you, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Last one. This is from uh, Minox Boogie Thirteen because mm-hmm. there's uh, there's twelve other Minox Boogies at Minox Boogie Thirteen. Uh, any advice on coping with a crippling disease? Humor and comedy welcome. That was nice that this person. But added that, we that.
1: like this because that is a real question and we want to really answer.
0: it. Yeah, and uh, for me it would be uh, tell I your parents th- you're bisexual. I, that would <laughs> that's a start. Um. I think I liked uh, your answer. I like this. Yeah, I think hot tubs uh, would be. I'd spend a lot of my time in the hot tub, hot springs. I'd move near a hot springs. I'm a hot tub guy. It changes your state. I like to sneak into hot tubs, wherever. Yeah, I like to go to a hotel, fancy hotel, and just act like spend the day there. Uh, act like that's uh and I staying think there. in a way what
1: you're saying is
0: to really focus less on
1: the disease and the your imminent mortality which is part of everyone's life if you right. really truly think about it and focus on you know spending the the, the, the rest of your life uh, with as much fun and as you can maybe that's a hot tub for cash levy maybe for someone like me it's giving charity doing work to try and better humanity before I exit this existence <laughs> but for cash it's to move it's near more near a hot
0: springs. Okay, <laughs> so obviously to change lives, put up billboards make yeah, put up billboards.
1: Better. Right, I spend all my money on billboards. No, I think, and I think actually, uh, I gotta say, I would do a ton of drugs. Not hard drugs, you know. I don't think heroin's gonna speed anything up, but I'd start smoking marijuana pretty regularly if you can, or eating it, you know. And don't, and don't be mad at yourself about eating a donut and having a beer for breakfast, you know. Just so I guess it's the same thing. It's just different for me. And then here that that leads us. I do want to talk real quick about, um, in terms of, uh, of of doing drugs. You have an interesting theory
0: on whether or not young people should do drugs. Well, let's let's just finish the uh, the show with this because this is our section called "Tickling the Oracle." Tickling the Oracle. And this is the most philosophical questions a person could ever ask. Questions and I we to attempt to answer to them humbly. In the words of Socrates, eh, it is poison. You know That's a hemlock joke. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Hemlock that joke right mm-hmm. in. We're going to ask a lot of the world's most essential questions like, uh, I think, therefore, I am. We'll tackle mm-hmm. that at a later date. Mm-hmm. Uh, one cannot step twice in the same river. Right. Which is a lie. The unexamined life is I've, not worth living. I've,
1: I usually, if I step
0: in a river, I've stepped in it twice because I usually use both my feet. I've seen you usually fall in the river outright. <laughs> That's true too, but this one is: uh, Should young people do drugs? Tickling the oracle. Should, should young people do drugs? Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that it, it confuses me that young people do drugs. It seems like old people that should try them because you know you have a lot left to lose. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have less to lose. You know, uh, when I'm 97, I think I'm going to try angel dust. Yeah, I'm with that. I love this idea
1: because it is true. Everybody wants. How, how can we get beer? We need to get beer. We need to get. You don't need to get beer. And I, I thought the same way when I was younger. I was like, we got to get beer. We got to get beer. The only reason you want to drink or anything is because that's what adults do. And I had my nephews came on a party bus after this uh, benefit at the Gothic in Denver, and my sister said, should we give Jack, who's my 16 year old cousin, or not cousin, my 16 year old nephew, whatever the. Fuck he is in the family I don't care and he uh, you know she said should we give him a beer and I said no I know. And I went over to him and his friends who are on the party bus. I said, you just performed in my show because they have a hip hop song in my the extended play EP, which is the music, ridiculous music satire album they did. You performed the gothic. You're on a party bus. You're all 16. You don't get beer. Beer is for when you're over in your 20s and you're starting to realize that what you dreamed was going to happen isn't going to happen. That's when you need beer. Again, why are people doing acid? When they're 17, 18, in college, they're doing ecstasy. Save ecstasy for when you're in your early 70s with Late your 90s, spouse. You've made it that early far. hundreds. You're not attracted to each other anymore. That's when you start popping MDMA, throwing on a little bit of trance or right. electro
0: house, yep. and rubbing up on those, that That's lady, right. that you've loved her. for so many decades. Rub it on her. Rub it on her. And then you're know, dr- drawing ejaculations on people's Yeah, you're colors. drawing... You
1: get her dirty and draw a dick on her. Falling in the river. But instead of wash me, put, you know... Oh. Bubble bath. Baño de bubles. Tender. <laughs> what is this? Swan. And that—that that is our signal that we've reached an hour. Um, so, but yeah, I... So I think... I think, I guess, to, to, to sum everything up for me...
0: Let's summarize the entire thing. Don't hurry... Yeah. But
1: don't hurry... Into doing drugs, especially like I've never done cocaine.
0: No, me neither. But I would I, I definitely like, do it. I would, but I'm afraid I'd be one of those people that would die the first time he tried it, and I'd be I'd be dead. I'd but feel like I idiot. think I think if you're if you're in your 80s, late 80s, okay. early
1: 90s, do a little. cocaine. you feel dumb though? Have a day. I don't think so. Have a day where you're doing cocaine all day. Not a lot of it. Just a little, because all you're gonna need is a little. You're 92. Hell, probably yeah. just a little sniff is gonna take care of you for the week.
0: A we are t- gathered here today to honor Cash, who died on the happiest day of his life, <laughs> yes. the day he discovered angel dust. Yes. I do. And I like to, the fun thing about what you're saying is if you that was really wait different for a whole voice to do that, that was a different I should voice. have went, we are gathered here today <laughs> to honor Cash.
1: Now, okay, I got to go. We're taking off. <laughs> Matt and I are gonna leave. <laughs> I no, I yeah, I think I love the idea of Cash Levy, ninety some years old, on Angel Dust, just having the worst trip of his life. <laughs> like looking back and be like, For for years, for decades I've been saying I was gonna do Angel Dust, and this is the
0: worst idea I've ever had. That'll be our final podcast. Yeah, we'll this both do well. Angel Dust. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Uh, Matt, thank you for uh, leading us through these troubled waters. We found out what a wombat was. found out what a wombat was. And we talked about washing cars. We had a lot of, of good times. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And uh, I
1: hope that you have a heroin success story in your life. Yeah, you'd be you the, the first.
0: Yeah. I'm Cash Levy. I'm TJ Miller. Thank you for having me on the program, Cash. I always love being a guest. Yeah, it's it's always good to get you. It's, you're a tough get, and it's always a thrill when you make that phone call, and I realize I'm going to have you, so hopefully we can get you in here soon. You can see
1: Cash CashLevy at CashLevy.com, where his tour dates are. He doesn't have MySpace, doesn't have Friendster. Do you have Facebook? Yes, I do. He does have Facebook. Have Facebook. Be Facebook. his friend on Facebook. Yeah. He doesn't have Twitter. I, on the other hand at not TJ Miller is my Twitter Facebook still on friends still still feeling like that's gonna come back not on LinkedIn you try and contact me on LinkedIn stop trying to contact me in general I'm done with you in real life and TJ Miller' does not have a website.com is the website we love that you listened with us and we thank hope you, you so much for being hope you us. benefited from it
0: we'll see you next time we'll